there a Christmas call and response song? Um, I really must stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been... Hoping that you drop it so very nice. I, <laughs> I don't know all the male parts to this song. <laughs> I only ever sing along with the girls. <laughs> Maybe well, it's cold, cold outside. outside. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Is there an Irish Merry Christmas equivalent, like a phrase? I mean, there is. What is it? I have no idea. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch, she's got a Gaelic tattoo on her wrist. <laughs> she can't tell me Merry Christmas in, in Irish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, hold on. Let me Google it. Let me Google it. Oh, That's Jesus. the power of Google, isn't it? I hope they have this phonetically because I cannot read it. I remember staying with your grandparents mm-hmm. and your granddad was doing the crossword. In, there was like a, yeah. in the newspaper, there was like a normal crossword or an English crossword. Granddad still then, had very good Irish. Yeah. Very, very good It was very Irish. impressive. It's, it's, I don't, I don't think this, hold on. Merry Christmas. Well, I know that one. Well, that's English. <laughs> oh my God, so tropical. What does it mean? Hold on. Nolig Honorich. Nolik Honowich. Nolik Honowich. Nolik Honowich. Nolik. No one come for me, please. Okay. I'm <laughs> Don't not... get cancelled by Gaelic Twitter. I never said that I was in it. I... Yes, I'm Irish by blood, but not by birth. So <laughs> I don't. I don't claim that. I've got a tattoo and some Catholic guilt, and that's it. Like... Yeah, I don't claim the heritage in any other way. Okay, I it's it's nodded to if at that. When I was young, though, I was very obsessed with the fact that I had Irish heritage, and then the older I get in, I'm like that. Well, it is when you're young. It's like anything seems tropical, isn't it? Yeah. Someone at school asks you, you're like, I'm a quarter Scottish and uh, (laughs) fifteenth something else. Yeah. I've I've got um, Scottish grandparents, and um, and I remember saying that at school, and some girl, this is Essex, some girl saying. No, you can't be Scottish, otherwise you'd be black. <laughs> what? This, oh, I mean, we're, amazing. We're, talking, we're like five or six here. Yeah, amazing. She, her understanding was that anyone from a different country... Was black. <laughs> was black. Good for her. I mean, <laughs> I hope I hope that the education system hasn't failed her and she is now aware that that is an incorrect <laughs> assumption to make. I mean, me too, but it's funny. Like, you but know, also, I'd like... love to meet her to see if... If she still thinks that, like, if I if I were to bump into this girl on the street, and it's been twenty five years. That is the only thing I'd remember about her <laughs> is that she once said I couldn't possibly have Scottish heritage because I'm white. Oh, how <laughs> tropical climate of you know Scotland. Aberdeen. Yeah, absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. But no, so yes, I am actually. I'm currently habiting. Her, her, uh, Abiding. You're going between Why? and yeah. abiding. I don't know what happened there. That was literally like someone sort of took the money out of me a second then. And so I don't know what the <laughs> word is. Um, I'm currently abiding, habitating in uh, the place of my roots in Ireland. I'm in my parents' house. I've been here now pretty much two and a half weeks. Um, it's been great. It's 
it's also been it's been a lot as we all know I live alone um <laughs> so being around people 24 7 has been a real it's been a shocker that's for sure don't know what the biggest shock is though bear in mind it's my parents house it did take me I must say about three days to poop I just could do you know because I felt like I always had an audience because they don't fucking leave they literally <laughs> don't go anywhere like my brother you know would be home from school and mum and dad would be around poshering around they'd be upstairs they'd be down it felt like there was no point where I could just sort of take a take a second for me <laughs> you know it did take me a while to poop because I just felt like oh I had an God. audience all the time. I know, but like, you know, it, it's pooing. It's got to mm. be done. It's got, I, I am very, trust me, I was very aware. I was very full for a good few days. You have a little stage fright. Oh. I don't usually, but I think I've just been, obviously the last two years hasn't helped at all because I'm just so used to being completely alone. Are your the poos especially noisy or like theatrical? That's no, not at all. Of. I mean, it's a fairly standard shit. I just, I just right. got very, yeah, I just was super aware that I had an audience and I did not enjoy it. I tell you that now, I didn't enjoy it. <sighs> Have you eased into it now, so to speak? Oh, I'm pooping all the time now. There's literally oh, good, no holding good. me back. You can't stop me. <laughs> Don't stop me now. You forget like some families, like we're a really poopy family. Is in like we right. talk about poop a lot, very gassy, you know, just with that kind, with those kinds of people, and I forgot how much I enjoy that about my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. That's yeah. love. It is. Just, it's nice when you can be honest with someone. I was out shopping with a mate the other day, and I was like, uh, I was like, just so you know, I'm really gassy. I'm going to be farting throughout this whole shopping trip. <laughs> and then at one point, she she was trying to get me to pay attention to something. And I kept trying to leave and she kept sort of being like, oh, hang on, just look at this. Oh, actually. And I'm like, we need to move because I've just farted so much and there are people coming. And it devolved to me like chasing this girl around Hobbycraft while she's like, no, get back. And I'm like, I can't help it. Well, mine is just sort of being sat here with an evening watching some absolute tripe on telly because um, obviously you do. And yes. you can just sort of like, I'll sit, I'll be sat, like in between my mum and my dad you could just sort of like feel my dad's body just starting to shake and he'll look at you and he'll go I've done a hot one you're like oh <laughs> and so fucking rancid and I've never loved it more I don't prepare that often, but this time I at least prepared the intro. Well done. Thank you. Not much happened. I did forget who I was. You're Freuda. Yeah, I know that. Okay. I, I know that. Why do you think I've avoided saying your name? Because I'm, like... <laughs> I'm the other one. Yeah, the other. The Michelle to my Beyonce. <laughs> I'm at least a Kelly. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Welcome to Misery Loves Company. The podcast dedicated to those moments in life so embarrassing, so pathetic, so frustrating that the only solace is that they make a good story. We are your hosts, Chardon. And Freuda. And this is our holiday special. Holiday special. Woo! I 
I mean, we've obviously not spoken half as much um, as we were whilst we were recording regularly. I've not conserved intelligence as much as I used to. But then I also kind of feel like because we took a little, obviously a break from recording, that maybe just random stuff wasn't happening to me quite as much as it was previously. I don't know. However, I do now, and this is big news, and, you know, I hope it's something you'll celebrate with me. Um, but I do now actually have a child. Um, he's what? he's 13. Oh. Um, and, well, it's, it's my brother. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I did, it was honestly one of the more mortifying things I've ever done. And just the epitome of being polite to your own detriment. Okay. You know? Do tell. So... I went to get my nails done a little while ago. Okay. I was going to say your nails look very nice. Thank you very much. Do you want to describe them? To the... So these these aren't those nails. I had to get them oh. done whilst I was here because they were due like a, an infill and I didn't, like I'd left. I'd abandoned ship before my appointment. Right. But so the very first time I was getting them put on, I went to a nail shop at the end of my road pretty much. I'd never been in there before. Really lovely sort of new ownership it was a couple that owned it they were really cute from Vietnam and the woman was sort of getting on she was doing my nails it was really early on in the appointment and she's like chatting away to me and obviously we're wearing masks there's a woman next to me getting her nails done and she's getting infill so she's getting the previous polish filed off her nails with the electric file so it's quite noisy I'm wearing a mask the lady doing my nails is wearing a mask and she's sort of chatting away to me she asked me a question and it fell foul to the, the three the three requests rule, obviously. When oh, someone right. asks you a question on the third time, <laughs> if you still don't hear what they say, you just say yes. You just have to say yes. You just have yes. to say yes. However, at the point of saying yes, I realised that she'd actually asked me if I had any children because <laughs> I said yes and she was like oh amazing how many do you have how old are they what are their names and <laughs> I obviously panicked because I was like I could not have misheard children for anything else it's not like I could have said pets or you know because even then I don't even have any fucking pets so I'd have still lied you can say oh sorry it was noisy with the nail filer and stuff I misheard you no one in the fucking world is having <laughs> that conversation okay <laughs> everybody's sticking to it so obviously I do what you do when you lie and I rooted the lie in truth so I <laughs> told yes. this woman that I had a 13 year old son okay that lived with me there was no dad on the scene <laughs> so you just recast your 13 year old brother as who, my child who lives in a different fucking country he lives in a different fucking country as my son but she didn't leave it there she didn't <sighs> leave it there She because she's got a little boy who's three so she was asking me about primary school recommendations <laughs> and, what, <laughs> and what secondary school does my child go to and um, oh good God. like good nursery, just all of it, like everything to do with children and like development because, you know, I, in her mind, I have a son 
she has a son you know i've oh, gone through all the trials honestly i was there for so long talking about my fake child <laughs> <laughs> that i'm still it's it's what five weeks on and i'm still not emotionally recovered from it at fucking at all like not even a smidge i'm but not also, okay are you planning it. to go back to the salon well, the good thing is I had to cancel my appointment for my infills and of someone course. else had to do them, a salon over here. So I'm hoping yeah. that by the time I go there again and they're clearly different nails, that maybe she'll have forgotten, she'll have forgotten me. Maybe. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel so she does. Like, I mean, God bless you, you don't look old enough to have a 13-year-old kid. I know. I, know. I mean, technically, you are if you um, had him yeah. when you were, you know, seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. yeah. But it was just, it was just one of those where it was like, I then didn't leave a fucking review because I was like, then she's going to be able to see my social media and see that I don't, in fact, have a child. Like, she's not going to follow up. She'll be like, something about that girl wasn't quite I know, truthful. but you know when then you just get super paranoid because you're like, I'm going to get caught in a lie. That was a politeness <laughs> lie. It wasn't even like a lie lie. It was a... You better thank your lucky stars that her son is three and not the same age oh as your brother. Oh, my God. Because otherwise she'd have been imagine? like, oh, my God. My son's really shy. Oh, don't, don't Or what school do they go to? Maybe they go to the same school and then you'd have like a one in eight chance or whatever. I'd have said he had developmental issues or something, honestly. (laughs) I'd have been. But then you'd have bumped, like if your family were visiting, you'd bumped, you you 100% would have bumped into that woman on the street with your brother. I mean, this thing, I told my mum about it the same day and obviously I found it absolutely hilarious that this entire situation had happened, that I'd managed to get myself in a position where I'd had to lie to a woman that I had a child because I misheard her my mum did not find it funny at all like at all she was like but he's not your child I went I know but but you lie about what you know right I'm like I'm trying to be a convincing liar here mum I panicked I didn't know what to do she did not find it funny in the slightest that you think you were trying to like steal her son away from her. I mean, she can keep him. I definitely don't want him <laughs> on a full-time basis. Oh, my God. But I don't know why she didn't find it funny. I was like, I'm sorry. You know, you know, I know it's not true. Like, you know, I'm not... What? Like, why are we... What? So, but it was just an absolute ridiculousness where as soon as I came out, I was like, this is fucking gold. I'm saving this. <laughs> like, this is, that is that is peak that is tragedy. Just, and like, also yeah. just where it's from such good intentions and it's the golden rule, isn't it? If it's the third time asking, you just have to say yes. <laughs> yeah. You do. You... When when you've got accents and masks and things going on in the background, you, everything was against you. Everything was against me. And as I said, there is absolutely nothing I conceivably could have misheard children for. Oh my god, it is like this is the start of like a musical where like something happens and mm-hmm. then everyone believes the lie and you have to tell the people the truth and it's going to break everyone's heart. Yeah. Like Dear Evan Hansen. I know, I know. Jesus fucking Christ. Not that I've seen that, but I've No, I've, but I've you know the plot it. point. It looks like it looks like trash, but yeah. yeah. 
Oh so God. yeah, that's, I mean, that's been my big thing that's happened in the intervening <laughs> months since our last episode is I now have a fake child and I'd like it if you respect and support me in this lifestyle change. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wonder if you could go to the government for fake income support for your fake child. I am a single Jesus. mother. There's no father on the scene. Okay. Oh my God, you're so brave. I know. You're so brave. I'm an inspiration. Did you make up a little backstory for what happened to the father? Was it no, love? No, no, was no. I just, I was, no, I literally did not. I just, fortunately, she was only <laughs> asking me questions about the child because, I mean, what would I have said? Who could I have clinged to? What about you, Chardon? What's been going on I've with had, you? In the interim, I've had like a handful of small occurrences, you know? Yeah. Like we went, uh, me and my partner, we went away um, to a nice hotel for like a night because his friends work there. So we were visiting, it's sort of up near sort of Windsor. Um, and on this trip, just like a lot of cringy things happened all at once. Oh my God, do tell. Um, uh, first things first, walked into her hotel room. First thing I did is trip over uh, because there was a little step up to the bed. Uh, later that day, there was a spa in this hotel, which is very nice. Uh, so we booked a slot in there. We went down. It's pretty simple. There's just like a pool, a jacuzzi and a sauna. We're the only two people sat in the jacuzzi. And um, and he like, had his hands either side of my head. And I started to like dunk my head up and down in, in the water. <gasps> as if- no! Well, the no! idea was like to make it look like he was trying to drown me, and I was going like, "No, don't, don't kill me! I'm too young to die." But of course, what it looked like is that you're giving him head in the jacuzzi. One hundred percent. And the chef was like, "Stop, stop, 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 stop!" And I was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Oh, that looks awful." And I was like, "Oh my god, so it does!" And then he started laughing, and apparently, like an older man, like a dad age man, had, like walked out as if to go to the. Um, changing rooms and had given him a look to say like oh like <laughs> oh no oh and my I just god the shame died inside uh the next day there was like a nice like breakfast situation very posh hotel you know mm. like fucking heavy tablecloths and all the rest of it and uh, they bring over my coffee i get there's a bowl of sugar and i spoon some sugar into the the thing and i stir it and at the same time, I notice take the lid off what is a sugar pot with cubes of sugar in it. And I'm like, if that's the sugar, what have I just put in my tea? <laughs> and I'd spooned salt into my tea. Of course you tea. had. Of course you had. Why was they putting salt in a little ramekin? <laughs> no, no. It's so fucking... D- but I, and there was like, to be fair, a matching ramekin full of pepper. But I was like... You weren't paying attention. Fucking- um, but luckily, because we knew the people who were working there, like the breakfast manager who was on was one of our mates. So we were able to go like, um, can I have another cup, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> he like looked at the spoon, looked at my hand, looked at the cup. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> how embarrassing. And then, um, and then we both just had a really clumsy day. We kept tripping over our own feet and things like that. And uh, then we were, we stopped at Reading on the way home. We went to a paper chase. And you know, paper chests serve those really ugly glass Christmas ornaments. Yes, I'm aware. 
um, in like wick kooky shapes. And I'm How like, long did it don't... take you to smash one? Oh, it was the chef, to be fair. <laughs> okay. But he like was just like brushed past them. Oh, did he? Spat? And one from the very tippity top of the the display is about like a seven foot display. Um, just smashed on the floor in a million pieces. Oh, poor and, like, chef. And I stopped. I looked at him, and he had the goopiest face, just like <laughs> boy. Did he and, bum um, bash it? Was it? Is it a fat ass situation? I think it's more he was like looking at one and then as he brought his arm down, like right. knocked something. Um, and of course my instinct was to the teenage girl who was working by the desk. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Obviously we'll pay for it. And she was like, don't worry about it. And I was like, no, really? She's like, it happens all the time. She just like wearily got out <laughs> a, a, a dustpan and brush. She's just like, oh, the seventh one today. Like, yeah. Literally. And then I just felt bad. And I'm like, so I started scurrying towards the door. Like, we need to leave. I'm dying of cringe. And then, and he's just still pootling around looking at the greeting cards. And I was like, we need to go. We need but to why? Go. Because your We've... crime had already been discovered. It wasn't like you were trying to do it. But we had escaped with our lives. And But then I started to madly look around for something to buy because I was like, I feel like we need to purchase at give least something to the institution of paper chase for having broken this shit. Um, I feel like someone from the Reading paper chase is going to get fired now. No, oh, I think you're Obviously, totally cause, fine. Because of our really extreme listenership, the CEO of... Um... Yeah, they're going to find you. <laughs> they're going to um... find you and uncover your crime. And the only other thing, which wasn't a tragedy on my behalf, but just something I witnessed that actually cracked me up. Uh, so uh, the theatre where I work was the host of Santa's Grotto. Wonderful. In the town of um, I enjoyed year. the Instagram content wonderfully. Yes, thank you. I, I, I sort of had to dress up like an elf because we had a, a bloke who was hired to come in and play Santa and then a bunch of the staff members all sort of dressed up as elves and we were there like checking people in and stuff because mm-hmm. it was like by appointment, which is cringy enough because like my mate is there and she's got a background in um, performing for kids. So she was able to really fill the time and tell them stupid jokes and like say about all oh, what she's been doing in the North Pole and I'm just not that good at like improv so I'm just, just like, saying, like hello oh, child hello and like if there was a hold up sometimes it'd be, they'd be there for fucking ages and I'd be like oh what you got for Christmas like try my best to be jolly <laughs> but this one kid oh my god and to be fair the Santa was great he was like probably the jingliest most twinkly eyed Santa I've ever seen in my life he had a very traditional like real looking costume he just looked great and um this family come, it's just two parents and one little boy. Might have been about four. He was quite young. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he was a bit nervous, but he was getting there, you know, he was chatty. And then Santa comes out of the door to like lead people into his grotto. He's ringing his bell going, ho, ho, ho. Amazing. And this little, this little boy, absolutely. So the theatre is situated right next to a park, and this little boy, absolutely cheeses it all the way back to the entrance um because oh. we're stood outside at this point and hoofs it oh. hundreds of meters away across this park i've never seen anything <laughs> move so fast in my life and it what was great is that the mum went after him and it took her a while and of course we're all just watching like gaping what the mouth fuck is like, happening yeah the mum catches him like by the hood of his coat and he takes the coat off <laughs> so that he can keep running. And and we're just watching this happening. I'm shitting myself laughing. What's the other so is Santa. Doing? 
laughing his head off. <laughs> the dad is laughing his head off. Me and Santa are laughing his head off. And we were like, oh dear, okay. <laughs> and he sort of hovered for a bit and he was like, I should go and I should go and figure out what's going on. And we we're like, yeah. Yeah, probably, probably yeah. yeah. I bet your wife would love that. <laughs> but it was just I've never, I've never seen anything move so fast. And I get it because I was quite a nervous kid and I didn't like people in costumes. Mm. And it is quite intimidating to have like a six foot man be like, ho, 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 and like bowl over to you. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're the only kid, so all the attention is on you. But, oh my God, it was just, I, I laughed. Was I it, laughed I, I can already tell you now that if that was me, I actually think we would have escaped my body. I think I'd have laughed so hard at that. <laughs> I absolutely, I find it hilarious I just, when she. I didn't even terrified. see him go. I was looking at the boy, then I looked to my right over at Santa, and then when I looked back, he was gone. <laughs> he had run like 100 metres back to the entrance of the park, and yeah. then down the road. He was amazing. Gone. Absolutely amazing. It was wonderful. So that was my festive cringe. Uh, so, yeah, that would be tragic if I was the mum and I'd walked yeah. out of Fiverr for my kids to visit Santa. Oh, and I mean, you still... Decided, the the cost of the story would be worth it. <laughs> exactly. The dad's clear enjoyment because you know, sure as shit, the dad's telling everyone that story forever, literally yeah. forever. That's a great. It's a great story. It's like the one. Oh, and mom... when that boy brings his first like partner yeah. home, it's going to be all about that. Oh, like it's it's like whenever my mum, whenever I'm getting on a flight or something, my mum will always tell me the story of my first flight. Always. What happened on your first flight? Oh, it's literally like it's not even fucking worth retelling. <laughs> but like, I was. Mum said I was about one years old, and she was taking, she was bringing me to Ireland to see her family for the first time, and she was on her own, and she said something like it was either right before the flight or at the beginning of the flight. She'd given me a banana. She said I was in a really good mood the whole flight, and then I projectile vomited into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just there. And it is, I'm not saying it's not funny, right? But I've heard it for 30 years. The absolute wind has been taken out of this story. Also, yeah. like, that's it. And also, it is in no way anything you can feel literally for because you're literally an infant. Like, there's one thing about being four years old. Literally, literally, but it's. I'm just saying that the the consistency of the story and when it gets brought up, and even if the the story isn't retold, she's like, "Oh yeah, it might never. It will never be as bad as the first flight I took with you." I'm like, "Yes, mum, I fucking know." It's like, <laughs> or well, anytime anyone has a banana, like, "Oh, yeah. remember when Freud threw up that banana?" But it's <laughs> it's just like when your mum trots out the how long she was in labour with you trope whenever like oh, yeah. she needs to emotionally blackmail you into something. I'm not saying you directly, I'm saying you as a collective, as a group, yes. as a birthed person, you know, we're just, if if I'm not doing something, my mum's like, 36 and a half hours I was in labour with you. Good for fucking you, mate. At least you've got a story out of it, okay? Yeah. I, you're good to be a martyr, congrats. Yeah, literally, I can't do anything with that information. But no, I mean, that little boy, I hope he enjoys dining out on the fact he shat his pants and ran, tears- <laughs> I hope tearfully, not tearfully, I'm adding that Screaming, in. I can tell screaming you, fucking screaming. Away from Santa, because you're going to hear that story a lot, kid. 
I think he was eventually persuaded to come back to the theatre, not to see Santa, but we had some, like, colouring in and shit going on mm, in the cafe. Mm, amazing. Bless his little heart, honestly. Absolutely amazing. So what do you think, I mean, whilst we're talking about it, so before we started hitting record, we were talking about, like, oh, what what will we say today? What will we bring up? Um, has there ever been anything that you can remember that's, like, an absolute just shot your own foot over Christmas? type of thing like has anything ever happened like that shot my own foot yeah like have you ever like oh okay so like for it I didn't do this but it was amazing to behold my other brother who is younger than me as as you know um he I'm gonna say he's up to about four or five Christmas trees that he destroyed in our short time of Christmas tree well, like, they were all varying shapes and sizes. Well, one of them was... Um, were they real or fake? All fake, all fake, yeah. I think, anyway. Um, I remember one we'd just gotten a cat. The cat ran under the tree. He then followed the cat under the tree. He was about nine years old, destroyed the tree, literally snapped <laughs> the tree in half trying to get at this cat. <laughs> and I... You know when you're like a such a precocious child and like you know you're just like you're like you're gonna break it. He's like I'm not. Shut up. And he breaks it and I'm just there like, Mum, he broke the tree. Even though I told him he would, he broke the tree. Then my mum used to have this tree that was like almost like a waterfall. It was like a tree with an upside down umbrella on the bottom of it. And it would like right. suck up these polystyrene balls. Oh my god, I do remember that. Yeah, tree. and I'd make it my brother broke that as well. Um so like have you know, like have you ever shat your pants over Santa? Like have you ever like I don't know, thrown a turkey across the room? I saying this, we have spent an awful lot of Christmas days together. So I feel like <laughs> I would recollect this. Was Christmas Day the day that you nearly like killed me on a dishwasher? No. I don't know. No. How did I nearly kill you on a dishwasher? Oh, did uh, I push you? Oh, oh yes, yeah. we were dancing in the kitchen we and we did like a dip. We did like <laughs> a sort of like sultry dip and I like smacked your head into the side of the dishwasher. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Was that a Christmas day or was that just a normal Sunday? I have no Sunday? idea. I have I no know. recollection. I mean, who's the dude? That Christmas with who's the dude was probably one of the best that we had. With... That was great. Who's the dude is a game. It's a bit like charades, but you have a yeah. big blow up man that you have to use in your sort of demonstrations and just Amazing. your grandparents having an absolute having a whale of a time. On it. Having it's an brilliant. Absolute <laughs> of a time. But it was like so the whole idea was you got cards to read your actions and you had to do the action with the dude and we guessed it. And my poor granddad had forgotten his glasses that oh. day. So, so your he mum couldn't was reading read them the cards. Yes, the mum was reading the cards him but whispering it in his ear. But he's he was also hard of hearing, so like it was just <laughs> it was just a wonderful, you know, when you could just see it, just all like chaos ensuing. But um, he did. There was one great one where it was supposed to be talking on the phone, and he just got all really embarrassed. And I don't do that. And Mum's like, "Yes, you do. You do it every day." I do not. And he was like, "Yes, you do. I've seen you do it." Oh, perfect. He missed her talking on the phone for wanking. And it was just one of those times <laughs> where you just... You say, thought, oh, there's no way you could have misheard the word children for something else. Yeah. Your, your own granddad managed to mishear talking, talking on, on the, the phone, phone for wanking. And your nan was like, yes, you do. What are you talking about? You do it all the time. And he was like, no, I 
so. Yeah. It's just when mum turned around to him and said, I've seen you do it. And he's like, you have not. Like absolutely <laughs> lost his mind. Thinking mum's been spying him having a little cheeky wank. Like, oh no. Um, Poor granddad. That, was, uh, that same Christmas, I remember having a granddad time, slightly drunk doing the thing where it was like a game but really the only people playing were me and your dad yeah he played intro oh, songs he was getting so competitive with that was it he was because like he I... was trying to catch you out he was like you won't know this and you're like i fucking will and he was I, he still talks about that he's like that's chardon great music knowledge i'm like well, I do. I don't have many talents, and like, and I don't know a huge amount about music, but I do have quite a eclectic. You have a very vast knowledge of music, yeah. and I, I've got a good memory as well. So he'd play like three seconds of an intro, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's Smoke on the Water" or something, and he'd be yeah. like, "You won't." Know. But the thing is, he was being like, "You won't know this," and it was like Ace of Spades or something. I know. And I'm like, I know it's more than like ten years old, but people know Ace of Spades. I think it's because like I have fairly good music knowledge, but I don't have a particularly extensive seventies and eighties knowledge. Whereas yeah. obviously that is his era. I feel like I walked so you could run. Thank you. You know, I lulled him <laughs> into a full sense of security that the millennial generation has no respect for the golden oldies. And here you go trotting in. Here's me. You know, people of my own generation think yeah. the music taste is awful. But Freud's dad, Mr. Freud. Mr. Freud, Freud Senior. for a lifetime. Yeah. I have in terms of stuffing up a Christmas, I mean the ultimate example I have is um is uh how my mum managed to lose her whole Christmas on Oh perfect. Oh, I love it, please. This is tell. and this is such a good tragic story and I have been saving it. Like I could have brought it up in any of our previous episodes, but I was like, this also, it feels just, like this needs to be a holiday story. Um FYI, I'm opening the quality street. So. I'll do it. Uh, apologies it. to anyone hearing me unwrapping and munching away, but it's story time, folks. You got to have the snacks. It's Christmas, and also to be honest, I had a coffee when we first started talking, and I had a shot of Bailey's in it. Oh, it fucking, fucking hell! Middle of the day. Christmas. I did before my mum went out. I did said, "Oh, I'm catching up with Chardin today. I might get day drunk." And she just sort of went, "Oh, ha, 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 ha. looked at my face. I was super serious. She was like, "You've got to look after your brother. You will not be getting day drunk." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that day drunk, Jesus, Mum. I'm Irish. I've done day drunk, honestly. <laughs> to my story, this is a humdinger, and actually, I promised my mum that when I told this story, because I asked if she wanted to come and tell it herself, and she said no. She, but she was like, "But if you write down a summary, I'll make sure you haven't forgotten anything." <laughs> <laughs> but which I have not done. Um, so the facts have so not been independently verified. Exactly. So when when this goes out, we'll have to do like a, a fact checker update mm-hmm. where she's been like, actually, it was like this. <laughs> um, so I think the Christmas was twenty seventeen. I want to say, um, mm-hmm. or, or maybe twenty eighteen, and it was the first time my mum had ever come down to me to Hampshire mm-hmm. for Christmas. Um, every other Christmas, I'd gone to her, but. My uh, partner, the chef, had also worked every Christmas since he was 16 and he had this Christmas off. So he was going to spend Christmas with his family. I wanted to spend Christmas with him for the first time and then obviously mum was coming to join us. The plan was she was going to get the coach from Essex to Southampton. Uh, I would pick her up. We'd spend, I think, just the one night 
here at my home mm-hmm. and then we would go down to the new forest which is where the chef is from um and spend christmas there and it was going to be lovely we had an airbnb it was going to be great um so I, all goes to plan i drive down to southampton uh the coach station at the uni i pick her up load her into the car we get home first thing i do when i get home is i drag uh, her suitcase up the stairs to our spare room <laughs> and then we go back down um stairs and uh, that was it. a couple of hours passes we have some lunch we have a catch-up a couple of cups of tea and then eventually uh she's not good with stairs my mum she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna a lot like a light to the stairs <laughs> I'm gonna finally use the toilet and then she was like i haven't wrapped your presents but i've got wrapping paper and your presents with me so i'm gonna sit in the spare room and do that and I was yeah like, excellent lovely please. thanks mum yeah see you there um <laughs> like a few minutes goes by i'm just sat on my phone a few minutes goes by and i'm doing an impression of my mum here and it's gonna sound really offensive um, but I, I'm allowed to do this because this is also how I sound yeah. with my Essex accent uh-huh. when I'm stressed. But I just hear, okay, Chardin! <laughs> Chardin! <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? She's like, it's not my bag! <laughs> I was like, what? <gasps> it's not my bag! And I was like, Jesus Christ, so I, I ran up the stairs because I couldn't really understand what she was saying. Mm-hmm. I could just hear her screaming. I'm like, fucking hell, she's fallen, she's broken her yeah. neck. What's she's going hurt on? herself in some way, yeah. And my mum's sitting on the edge of this bed, like in despair, and we're looking at the suitcase. It's a very ordinary looking black suitcase. And what is in the suitcase is not my mum's belongings plus my Christmas presents, but is in fact the entirety of like a banquet dinner <laughs> <laughs> so in this suitcase I, know, I wish I could remember there wasn't was like, there like a whole side of salmon or something there was a whole side of salmon there were some like mussels and prawns oh my um, god and they like just been sat up there for hours as well well I mean it was cold but you know yeah um and also um had been on a coach down from London yeah which takes an hour and a half um uh and there were vegetables potatoes some of them were pre-cut there was like a side of meat um there were also like paper plates and knives and forks and seasoning and potatoes and just so much so much food I can't even explain it but yeah like fancy fish fancy (laughs) seafood and I was just like oh my god oh my god what yeah. the fuck what do you do with this to whom does this belong and also where the fuck is your bag and i was like did you not check your bag when you got out of the coach well, clearly fucking like, not Sheldon. no like she was just like well I, I, it, it it looks like my bag and i'm like i'm sure it does but all bags look a bit like this don't yeah. they it's like mm-hmm. a sort of carry-on size yeah wheelie black suitcase so i was like okay i don't i don't know what to do so first things first i drag it all out to the garage and i put it in the fridge because i'm like i mean i know it's been out of a fridge for a long time now but the people to whom it belongs were obviously happy for it to be unrefrigerated for a, for a few hours of time yeah so you know we did our best put it in the fridge okay what the fuck are we gonna do <laughs> and uh uh obviously mum sets to work um calling national express who run the coaches she calls the depot in southampton mm-hmm. 
to no avail you know they're just like oh well it would be on the coach and the coach has now gone back to London but actually there were no bags left which means it must have been collected by somebody presumably the person person with all of the meat yeah Yeah, exactly and um so mum's emailing calling texting various different customer services and and getting increasingly upset. She was in such a tiz. She's like, oh, your really presents. close to Christmas as well. Like This, wasn't... this was the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was yeah. like the 20... 23rd. 23rd, yeah. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> just... And she just... She was just like, I can't believe it. I can't oh. believe it. I can't believe it. And it was so funny, but I was like... And I just couldn't stop laughing. And eventually she saw the funny side and we both just laughing our heads off going, oh my God. We've stolen someone's entire Christmas dinner. I know. So mum's cracking on trying to get hold of customer services. Meanwhile, I'm on Facebook um, just messaging saying, I explained in a post what had happened. Yeah, I remember seeing it at the time and I laughed wholeheartedly. And I posted it in um, a couple of sort of local news groups and stuff um, or some Southampton groups because Southampton Uni Mm -hmm. is where I'd been picked up. So quite often it might well have been either a student coming back to the uni or somebody visiting a student at the uni. Yeah, of course. And also that rings quite true that someone bringing down a whole dinner might be sort of like two international students who know each Mm -hmm. other spending Christmas together um, because they can't fly the way home. And it got shared loads. It got shared like hundreds of times, I feel like. I can't remember. But like people, because, you know, all my colleagues at the time worked in Southampton. Yeah. So it was getting really shared around. And uh, and eventually it got through to somebody who worked at Eastleigh Bus Depot, which we hadn't really thought to contact because the bus didn't stop in Eastleigh, but it's not that far from Southampton. And And... This woman was like, my husband works there. We're going to look into it for you. (laughs) And we're like, okay. And then it gets to the point on Christmas Eve where we need to set off because we're going down to the New Forest. Um, And so we're going on the M27. We're about half an hour into our journey. Um, So like like two thirds of the way into our journey. (laughs) And I get a phone call and I can't answer it. So I just chuck it at my boyfriend in the back. Like, answer the phone, answer the phone. And it was um, this guy um, from the bus depot. He was like, uh, we've found who the food belongs to. They've got your bag. Oh my God, it's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle, the power of community. Um, They don't drive. So once I get your bag, I'll drive it to them, which is like, what a nice guy. So and, um, sweet, yeah. And he was like, can you get here? And we were like driving. And Did you have like, oh the God. meat bag with you at the time? No, absolutely. Because the meat would have just sat like yeah, refrigerated yeah. in a car. Longer, so yeah. I left it at home in our freezer, like, or in our fridge. And um. So it was that point we're like we were we were you know like I say over halfway in, and so I'm like come on we can't because you a, can't one... deny someone's Christmas exactly it was one thing if it was just our stuff but also <laughs> uh, it's about oh that person's really gonna want their Christmas dinner so we come off the motorway go back on the motorway in the other direction driving super fast <laughs> it's like racing against clock because we can't even go straight to Eastleigh Depot we have, to, have go to go home by your home yeah to get to get um all the meat so it's even further 
So we jump out and we've got a spare bottle of Prosecco, which neither of us really drink. Mm -hmm. So we stuck that in the bag as well as like an apology. (laughs) And, um, and then we drive to Eastleigh Depot. Bear in mind, the whole day and a half this has been taking place, uh, my mum has done nothing but rant. And she's also <laughs> going like every so often, which understandably, I would be ranting too, but it was so funny. And she expected no responsibility for what had happened. <laughs> um, and, and she just kept remembering things she'd bought us for Christmas and announcing them to us. She'd be like... Oh, I bought you that live lounge CD. Oh, we'll never see that again. Like, oh, I got you this T-shirt with this thing you like on it. Freuder, Chardon, rather. Um, never see that again. That's gone. It's that in the again. wind. And I'm like, okay, well, if we do get it now, we all know what we've got for Christmas. So run home, fill up fill up the suitcase with meat, and then run back to the depot. Um, the chef gets out because it's like pitch black at this point and the bus depot is like a sort of scary industrial. So he gets out with this suitcase full of meat (laughs) like lurking around in the dark on Christmas Eve. Like he's doing a little switch off and then he eventually finds this man and they do a switcheroo and Joe gets um, and and the chef gets back in the car and and he's like, I've got it. And we're like, did, have you checked it? Does it definitely not? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, there's like that live lounge CD on the top, so I can tell it's how yeah. it's Right, let's go. And like, good fucking grief. Like, and then so the bus depot man drives the Christmas dinner to the people who need it. We drive to the New Forest. We checked it to our Airbnb, which is like idyllic. It was like yeah. snowing, and there were like deers like in the back oh garden. Oh my god! Honestly, how it was lovely. like a Christmas miracle. But it was hilarious because the next day we went out that night, all got ratted, and then the next day. Uh, we were going to go spend Christmas with the chef's family, and um, but in the morning, like I, we exchanged presents. But Mum, not only did we all know we were getting, but obviously she hadn't wrapped any of them, as I said at the start. So she just sort of slowly brought them out of the bag. She'd be like, and, Here it is! It's your live lamb CD, and we're like, yeah. Like, oh my god, what a surprise! I did what not did expect this. How oh, thank phenomenal. God, at least she had like, some clean knickers and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It was such... And, like, we ended up, you know, we sent texts to the people. And, obviously, we never had direct contact with the people whose bag it was. It was all via this bus man. But yeah. what, like, a beautiful What a lovely Christmas. person as well. Putting but it was just, like, the fact that. that people shared it and, like, yeah. people took the initiative to get in touch with... The power of community. The power of community, it was like a Christmas miracle. As Frankie miracle. goes to Hollywood would say, the power of love. Yeah, he would say that with me. Yeah. Yeah. He really would. No, what an absolute delight of a story. There's, It's got everything you need. It's got drama, tension. <laughs> fish. So much fish. fish. So much fish. And then a happy ending. And a happy ending. But, like, I mean, just hilarious that you would not check your bag when you get off oh, the coach. But, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I think I probably, I would have to be 100% certain. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's one of those things, though, isn't it? Like, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes you go, mm, that looks like my bag. It looks like it's got, like, the bulges in the right place. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest, Freuder. When I'd seen both bags, they weren't. They weren't That's similar. similar. <laughs> well, like, I mean, they were both black bags, but they weren't the same brand or anything. Oh, gosh, you're poor mum. You're poor mum. <laughs> Bless well, her. Well, either way, you know, it, what is it without a bit of drama? 
you know. I know. It was honestly, the and what was great is, you know, I went back to work after Christmas and people, the first question on everybody's lips was like, oh my God, what happened? Yeah, what happened with the fish? What happened with the fish suitcase? And then somebody else would be like, oh my yeah. God, what, what are you talking about? And then, and then it just the whole thing forget again, it keeps on giving. Amazing. It was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> just I know. screaming. It's not mine. I love that. I love. Oh, I absolutely God. love that. I mean, we've we've literally had nothing like that. We've never had really high drama. We're just more sort of like shit gifts. Which my my grandma, my nanny, doesn't listen to this. Um, but she has to hands down be the worst gift giver I've oh, ever met in my entire life. You've ever had for Christmas. So, um, one year, I mean, she's. She always used to do like there'd be like a main gift, which would still be like a small gift, but then like over the year she'd pick up like these little things for yeah. you, right? She that's just her thing. So one year, one of the little things she got us was a bar of dairy milk. Okay. Right? Totally fine. Thank you very Standard, much. Yeah. Great, great bar of dairy milk. But what she'd written on the tag was make sure to only have one square, like one square a day. <laughs> what the? F- it's it's like if, it's Christmas. I know, but it's like she basically missed off adding on the end, you fat bitch. Like, what the fuck? Why are you did trying everyone, to Did your brothers and sisters have the same? No, just me. I'm the only one with the make sure you have one square a day. I was like, oh my God. this is a massive fucking bar of chocolate. What do you, do you think I'm fat? For any other reason except that I have zero self control with food. Like, what? Why do you think I mean, I'm that's chubby? The I'm fat, yeah, but, um... literally. Why do you think I'm chubby? Like, I will say it's genetic, but that's a <laughs> fucking lie. Okay. If you think I'm fat, don't buy me a bar of chocolate. Don't buy me a bar of chocolate because I'm gonna eat it. Like, yeah, exactly. What the fuck? And then don't pass egg. Put on the. <laughs> Only have one bar of chocolate a day. Not one even square. a line. Not I know. Even not a even a line. Literally a fucking square. And then what else did she get me? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'm going to explain these very well, right? But they're these hair grips. They are literally the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my whole life. (laughs) And to make it worse, she bought me four of them. So they're like... Harder to lose slash break. They're like, look like what you'd buy off of like QVC or something, right? So the whole purpose of it that you use it to like clip your hair back or up. Okay. And it's like two combs, you know, like the old fashioned sort of like hair combs that like oh, they'd wear. Yeah. Two combs attached by bejeweled zigzaggy elastic. Oh god, I remember. Yeah, people would wear them over the top of their buns in like junior school. Yes, like, yes, yeah. She bought me four of those, like a dance show, like you're a dance mum. But they were just. There was one that was all <laughs> silver, all gold. One that was like tortoise shell with gold. And one that was black with silver. And I looked at it and went, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like 21 at the time. What am I supposed to do with that? Um, yeah, she just, she always used to buy like the most random gifts. I think one year she bought, she like likes to buy you stuff to clean yourself with, but not in like a nice way, like not in like a smellies. Like no. she'll just get you like a bar of soap. That you could buy from any nothing, no, not Christmassy bar of soap, not a special bar. No, of soap. no, no, just like a bar of like imperial lather or something. Like it's like on the one hand, you're like, I understand that you want to give me an overwhelming quantity of things to unwrap to add to the joy of Christmas Day. 
Please. But it becomes a time where it's like, no, there's like a lot yeah. of Please returns. Don't buy me shit, okay? Please don't <laughs> buy me shit. But I mean, God bless her. Like, she does come up. She always, for years, she was insistent. Like, my mum, I mean, my mum did some great work over the years trying to detract my nan from buying <laughs> me the things that she bought or she wanted to buy. Because for, I'm going to say for about three years in a row, she wanted to buy me a hostess trolley. <laughs> You'd love that. I, I literally couldn't think of anything worse. How, do you know what a hostess trolley is? Is it not just like a nice drinks trolley? No, 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 no. Because I'd love a drinks trolley. And we know I have the bar in the living room, like the little bar cart. No, a hostess yeah. trolley is an electrical appliance that's really very large that you put food in the top of, almost like oh, a bit of like a buffet, and it yeah. keeps it warm. In what world would you use that? I live fucking alone. I don't cook. You... Everybody knows this about me. It is not part of my repertoire to be a fucking chef. You don't chef. host lavish dinner parties. And if, if you did, did, like the distance between your kitchen and where you would be consuming the food is like five steps. Like if you don't I need a hostess to, trolley. If I wanted to have a dinner party, I'd fucking go out. There's yeah. no space in my home for extra people, <laughs> let alone a fucking hostess trolley as well. <laughs> But for about oh four years, she wanted to give me a hostess trolley. She's been trying to give me appliances. She can get it and sell it. For years. Like... But who would buy it? Honestly, who buys hostess trolleys anymore? Would you have one? No, but some exactly. old person might want one. Well, they can On buy eBay. it themselves. Honestly, this woman, she she is random. I but don't, my, Yeah, my, my grandma once bought me a Jurassic Park annual. She didn't know me very well. <laughs> and my my granddad was always a humdinger as well. I remember once he, uh, it was always weird. When I was young, he would buy what was on my Christmas list and it was always just toys yeah. or whatever. But as I got older, he tried sort of being imaginative and it never worked. He once brought me like a pen that like on the, on the packaging, it was like, has, this is the sturdiest pen in the world. It's like made to endure blistering heats and freezing temperatures in the desert. It's used by explorers <laughs> and like shit like that in the Sahara and in the Arctic. And I'm like, brilliant. Well, yeah. I'm Cheers, 14. Yeah. So I'm not going to do any of these. It's just going up the road anyway. and back. All right. Grandma, oh, like, but... Horrible twee figurines of like, yeah, like normally like it's like, you know, a mum and a child, like, hugging each other and I just I hate mm-hmm. shit like that when I see it in other people's houses like, I hate Ooh. stuff like that too it's like my everybody always thinks buying jewellery for someone is like the easiest gift to buy well it depends I'm, on the person yeah like. but I'm only going to sound so ungrateful I actually think it's the worst gift to buy someone unless you know specifically what they yeah. like unless you know someone's taste well enough my entire family I say I get about two rogue pieces of jewellery every year that I yeah. end up just genuinely giving away to people. Yeah. Because, as we know, I'm a plain Jane. I don't go in for sparklies. I don't go in for anything sort of like blingy or whatever else. Every year, some rogant somewhere will buy me <laughs> some like chandelier earrings or something oh, ridiculous. So give them for me. We'll do a swap. And I'll I'm give just you some like, wide boring earrings. And just they're like, oh... Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, can't wait to put these. Oh, no, I can't take these out right now. No, my lobes. Um, 
treatment on my lobes right oh next yeah. oh yeah no oh beautiful thank you yeah. i'm like sending a picture to like my friends going anybody want, Anyone want this shit <laughs> <laughs> which makes you sound so ungrateful no do you, you know consider... what if someone gives me a this is this is really brutal but if someone mm. gives me a gift i don't like and i'm not going to use i will immediately put it in the bag for the charity shop because what is the point whereas the chef very much has a thing of you can't throw something away if it's a gift and I'm like, you're not, is there not a, you're not throwing it away though. You're I'm not. I'm giving it to a charity who's going to be able to sell it, raise money for their charity. Things like people will buy me a like 2022 diary. Well, I use academic year diaries, so I already have a diary that goes from 21 to 22. So if someone buys me a January diary, I never want it. So I always put it in the cha- in charity. Well, if you ever get a day a page, let me know. I love a day a page. You diary. love a day a page. Does it matter to you if it's uh, academic or calendar? Well, I work on a calendar year. Yeah. I just, because I went from uni and then I worked in a school for three Mm -hmm. years, I've always just needed, I've just carried on. So I'm always on the academic year. Um, Notebooks with like fairy, you know, like the sort of like old lady fairies, like very. Yeah, or very cute animals. Yeah, and you just be like. And I don't get me wrong, I'm not a goth or anything like that, but just. Plain black one would have been yeah, right. Just exactly. a plain, just a plain color. Like, she's like, oh, it's for all your musings. I was like, I don't have any fucking musings, mate. <laughs> Listen to my podcast. If there you is want my nothing going on up here. Okay, no musings. <laughs> musings do not exist for me. So thank you for listening to Misery Loves Company. <laughs> if you have a tragic story of your own, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, for our next series, you could be a guest on the show. Or if you're feeling shy about it, you could just write in and we'll read it out. Everything is always kept anonymous. Uh, so don't deprive the world of your cringe and get in touch at miserypodcast at gmail.com. Ah, where's my thing? It is here. Our outro music is Zombie <laughs> Funk by Steve Poloni. Oh my God, I miss Steve Poloni so much. Me too. Maybe I'm going to put like, some jingle bells over Steve Poloni <laughs> yeah, or something, do it, I think. Yeah, do it. If you perverts want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Misery Loves Cast. We've been Chardon and Freud. Join again next year. You bring the company and we'll bring the misery. And Merry Christmas and Happy, Happy Christmas. New Year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Love you. Ho, 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 ho,